Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. I just want to say today, shalom to everybody that's listening around this world. We are the house of Ephraim. We are that which the Lord God commanded to take place in the last days prior to the return of his holy son, Yeshua, that he would gather again the ten tribes that he cast to the four corners of this earth, said that they not be known by the tongue that they spoke, nor the color of their skin. But he said that there would be a day in the end that he would bring back to the land of Israel those ten lost tribes, and he would forgive us our sin and bring us back. And we are in the process of that, even now, even now, as you hear me speak. And as I said yesterday, such an exciting time, such an exciting time uh, that we are in. To know that, bless God, that we are truly making history right here on the face of this earth in behalf of the Lord God himself. Well, uh, you know, you look at the world and the things that are going on. I watch the news every day, and I just sit and, I just sit and shake my head. You know, we got people absolutely, uh, they're not rioting, but oh my, are they boisterous and loud and, and saying unkind things about this, that, and everything else. And and uh, it's not going to get better, as I've told you. Uh, it may subside for a season, but uh, it will return because the people are going to come very, very uneasy as they're already starting to become because things are, going to, things are changing. As I said, we, we have had the best of the best here in America, and uh, it's never going to be like it was back in the 70s and the 80s. and uh, I should probably say the 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and the early 80s anyway. Uh, that uh, uh, we had it, we had the best of the best at that point in time. But uh, those times are over. As I said, we've defiled a living God in His payday, and bless God, according to His calendar, we are racing uh, at a dead run toward the time of the very end itself. Well, I'm uh, doing this thing on the sin of fear, a sign of the end times, and uh, I, you know, I'm I'm excited about this because I know that this is a shield for you. Okay, it's a, it's a it's a mechanism that you can use to, to to be able to block away those things that are coming into your minds uh, that is that is forthcoming in the years to come and even today, uh, fear is uh, will steal from you the very things of God will steal the blessings of God from you, and we can't have that happening if we are going to bring you forth. You're going to have to learn to stand. You know. Uh, thinking about this and praying about this, I began to I began to meditate on the fact that, you know, if you've ever if you've had children, and bless God that many of you that are listening have and or have had children, they may be growing today, but the fact of it is, you you can remember back when they did something, whether they rode a bicycle for the first time or whether you know they hit a baseball or they you know sang a song or they did this or that whatever. Can, can you remember how, you know, and I know pride's not a God, but I mean, the, you, the, 
that, that you boasted in the fact that this was your child and you were so proud of them because they, they did this. Do you know what? If, if we could come to the place of boasting about this God that we serve, this God Yahweh, if, if we could boast about him in the same type of a way, what a difference this thing would make in all of our cases. And if you'll stop and think about that for a while, why not boast in our God? That our God is, is first and foremost a Savior, all right, through the, through the blood that, that His Holy Son Yeshua came and shed for our sins on the face of this earth. Uh, he's a Holy Ghost baptizer. Uh, bless God, He's a healer. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. He's everything there is. And you know, if, if we could just get that attitude of, of how proud we are of our God, how proud we are that we serve this living God that, that, that never lets us down. And now, as we have talked uh, before, uh, the church can't really say that, and most of you listening right now can't say that, but you will be able to, that you're going you're gonna to find out that you follow the rules that God set down, and God is obligated and you need to listen. That's a strong word. But he is obligated then to, to do what? To give you exactly the rewards of you doing exactly what he tells us to do. It, it's really that simple. And yet, you know, sometimes we look at this stuff. We get all excited about this stuff. And, and, and you know, feelings in, folks. Uh, it, it's hard to... The people that live on feelings, people that are way have high highs and low lows... Uh, the objective that I have for your life and your walk with the Lord here on this earth is to get you at an even keel, get you where the highs aren't so high, the lows definitely aren't going to be so low, but it is the Lord God that we have our eyes upon. We, we, we have our trust in Him. We know in whom we have trusted. We know in whom we have believed. And we know that He will deliver to us that which He has promised. Now, when we can get you believing that in your head, all right, in your heart, this thing is going to be over for you as far as concerned as to whether or not you're going to make it through this thing because you're going to. But it's going to take that kind of attitude, and, and that's the reason that I want to be certain that everybody understands that, bless God, that this isn't something that you just come in and kind of write in on. You, you know, you just don't do any more than i got to do, and, that, that, you know, that's, that's the way it's going to be. No, no. Everybody is going to take up their own cross. They're going to bear their own cross, and they're going to forsake all, and we are going to follow him. That's what this thing's about. Well, the, the, the sin of fear is actually the act of unbelief. That's really what it is. It's, it's, it's an act of unbelief, as I talked about the, in our last segment. It leads us to forget the Lord. You know, when you start fearing, you for you you forget the Lord. You're thinking about whatever it is that that uh, that's come upon you. All right. It, it comes because we become problem conscious, and you want to listen to this now, because we become problem conscious instead of power conscious. Okay. And when you can start thinking power conscious wise. It'll change everything. It'll change your entire approach to life itself when you begin to understand if you're going to dwell upon your problems, okay? Uh, you know, I, I, last segment I touched this and I talked about worry wars. You know, there's people that just worry. They just worry. My mother was a worrier, bless her heart. And uh, if she didn't have anybody in the family to be worrying about, she'd worry about the next door neighbors. 
And bless God, one time I told her, I said, you know, Mom, I said, I know my grandmother, her mother worried. I, I can remember that. And I made my mind up then. Because you see, those things, those that that's a spirit that can attach itself to you. And if you can if you can get yourself wrapped up, or the, uh, Satan can get you wrapped up into worrying, bless God, he's not going to have to worry about you walking in the power uh, of God's holy word and his anointing. He's not going to have to worry about that. And he knows that. And uh, so I, I made my mind up, and I was, uh, I forget what how old I was, probably every bit of 18 to 20 years old at that time, that I was going to do something about that in my life, that I was going to, and you know something? I didn't realize how attached that that thing came to me. I had to seek God for deliverance of that. I, I, would, I would find myself where my mother would call me on the phone and say, now there's a storm coming. You know that there's a storm coming out now. Now you've got, you're watching the weather, and she'd worry about that. And I found myself in the same thing. I, I hear on the news or on the weather that, well, bless God, there's a storm coming. Bless God, I get to looking and getting outside and watching the sky, and they're, they're doing all this going on. And then, uh, bless God, uh, now this didn't uh, come out of my life overnight, okay? It took time. I had to seek God and be delivered of that thing. I found the deliverance, and thank God in my, for my behalf it, it, it happened. But let me tell you something. You know, today, as I said, long since how many years, uh, 35 years now, that I learned that I can control this weather. Now, I know that sounds a little strange to some of you, especially those of you that haven't been around me uh, very long, but I can control the weather. And I know that through the mighty name of Yeshua and the power and the authority that God has given me for this anointing, I can control weather. I have watched God, uh, I've heard God tell me to break droughts in, in uh, nations around this world where they had absolutely had no rain for three, four years. And bless God, it would rain and it would rain and it would rain. I've seen the Lord God cause me to, to, to cause droughts to come where it didn't rain. And so I, I have found that I can do it. You know, uh, some of the people watch the, the radar, and they'll, uh, they'll email or they'll call and say, yeah, I said, you know that big storm that came through the Midwest there where you live? said, you know, it just got over there just about Mount Carmel, and it split. One, one part of the storm went around one way, and another part of it went around the other way. And I, well, that's the, way, that's the way it works when you're in control. Now listen closely to me. Brothers and sisters, we are in control. This world and the powers of darkness, Satan himself, they are not in control unless you let them be in control. Neither give place to the devil. That's, that, that's what we're told. And you give place to the devil when you start fearing. Worry is fear. And you've got to get yourself to a point of understanding that, bless God, you know what? Again, we're in the front of the bus, we're not in the back. Bless God, we're driving and we're not sitting in the trunk. We are the ones upon whom the Lord God has brought forth. And we're his children. We're anointed of him. We've been given all these blessings that he's bestowed on. And the only thing he asks of us is what? Do what I'm telling you to do. That's all That's all he asks of us. He doesn't, he doesn't make this a, something that's uh, impossible to do. But again, we look at the situations. We, with our eyes, we listen, we hear with our ears all these terrible things that are going on that's going to happen, that could happen to us. And we would rather believe that 
than the provision that the Lord God has given us. And, and brothers and sisters, and it was exciting when I, when I, for me, and I hope so for you, going through these scriptures in Isaiah, that when the Lord God said, if you need water, I'll bring it out of a rock if I have to. I'll, I'll bring bread to you. I'll, I'll send it out from heaven if that's what's going to take place. But God said, I will take care of you no matter what. Oh, you want to talk about excitement. That, that, that's excitement, brothers and sisters. Now, uh, the unfortunate thing here is we've got a lot of people that just, you know, and I'm telling you, people that's in this organization right now today, we've got people that are, are still believing that, well, you know, bless God, I don't have to do all that. And, uh, you know, it'll work out because Jesus loves me. Well, that's exactly what the church said. But, you, you know, like I said, you keep an eye on the church because things are going to go south for them. And it's not all that far down the road either. Well, let's go to Isaiah 51.9. We're going to start there. It says, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as it in the ancient days and the generations of old. Awake. Thou art not in it that hath cut Rahab and wounded the dragon. Art thou not it which hath dried the sea, the waters of the great depth, uh, that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow, and mourning shall flee away. I, even I, am he that comfort you. Who art thou? that thou shouldst be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the son of man which shall be made as grass. And forgettest the Lord thy maker that hath stretched forth the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and hast feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile hasteneth that he may be loosed, and that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread uh, should fail. But I am the Lord thy God that divideth the sea, whose waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in thy mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand, that I may plant, that I may plant heaven, and lay the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. So he said, I've created it all. I've done it all. He said, You don't have to, you don't have to be concerned. I took care of that. I don't know whether you ever have meditated uh, or taken the time to meditate to think about what it must have been like when the Lord God said, "Let there be light." What? 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 That? What? How did He do that? Well, we know that He spoke. He spoke this world. He spoke the the heavens. He spoke everything into existence. That's the kind of God that this God is. He spoke it all into existence and i'll tell you what that's something that that's something to think about what a what, what a what a wow what that must have been like to have watched and listened as all that took place but he said no he said it's me that's done that he said it's me he said i've done that i've taken care of all of it and uh, you don't have to be concerned about it isaiah 54 4 says fear not for thou shalt not be ashamed neither be thou confounded for Thou shalt not put, be put to shame, for, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt shall remember, not remember the reproach of the widowhood anymore. 
For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of, of, of thy youth. When thou wast refused, saith, saith God, for a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Now he's talking about Ephraim here. And I will gather thee uh, with great mercies, he said, in a little wrath, uh, hide my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy, thy Redeemer. For this, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Now, you know, uh, one of the things that, that we definitely are going to cover in, in its time is talking about the very, very end of this thing. Before the, before the millennium, the thousand years that the Lord will come and reign upon this earth. Uh, but we are, we are entering in, as I said, into some very, very perilous times. Things of this earth, is, things are going to happen on this earth. But, uh, and I don't, I don't mean, and, and I definitely don't mean that won't happen, have nuclear uh, conflict, uh, because there will be that. But the fact of it is that there's also, there's also other things that are going to be sent directly by God from the heavens itself. And, and so he says, he said, look, he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm at mercy on thee. He said, the 11th verse says, O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and, and not comforted, behold, I will lay my stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires, and I will make thy, thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all the, the borders of pleasant stones, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Isn't that going to be something? that all my children will be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear and from terror. For it shall, come, uh, uh, it shall not come near thee. Behold, thy, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Uh, you know, that's really something, because the Lord God is talking here, obviously, uh, in, the, in the end. And he's talking about the fact of how he will establish us in righteousness, how that our children will be taught, be taught of the Lord, uh, which is today is something that is uh, almost unheard of. Uh, but it's going to return to be that way. When he goes on to say, Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. So uh, can you imagine that? Oh, well, you know, I can because I, I have watched God protect me all over this world. And I've talked about that before. And I can readily tell you that, bless God, that this God that we serve definitely is capable of watching over us and protecting us. And, you know, we read the scripture. He says, you're in my hand. I have you in my hand. Uh, but, but, you know, when, when it comes to the place of, of, of really uh, understanding what he's saying, he said, look, he said, those that come against you, they're the ones that are going to fall. For your sake, that's going to happen. Why? For our sake, because we have believed God. Sixteenth verse says, Behold, 
I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And if you don't have this a portion underlined in your in your scriptures, you need to do this. Now I'm in I'm in uh, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Is hunger a weapon formed against you? Yes. Is fear a weapon formed against you? Yes. And that can go on and on and on. You put anything there that's, uh, that's something contrary to you and to your family, okay? So it says, no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. Now listen, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. You'll be, you will condemn every, every word that comes and rises up against you in judgment. Now, we've not uh, gotten into uh, that yet, but you see the problem again with these people that seem to judge. And some of you listening today, you need delivered of a spirit of judgment because you judge every preacher, every church, every person, and, and the thing of it is, and what you don't understand is that when you start coming up against people that know who they are in the Lord God, that uh, Yeshua, when you, when you start coming up against them, you've got to understand something. They can condemn that judgment, and they will condemn it. They, when they understand what this is all about and the way it works, they're going to they're come to a place of, of, of condemning. Why? Because it tells us here. That bless God that every tongue, everybody, everybody that should rise up against the angel, thou shalt condemn. Now listen, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This this goes this goes with a contract. This goes with a covenant. This this is our heritage, all right? And it says, And their righteousness is a me, saith the Lord. And bless God, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I have quoted that scripture, I probably Probably within the first six months that I was saved, I found this that that, and I began that no weapon that's formed against me is going to prosper. And when things that go go wrong, bless God, I start quoting scripture. And let me tell you something: that's what you need to learn to do. When you can learn, instead of wringing your hands together and oh me and oh my, when you can learn, get into the Word. Find the word that covers your situation, and bless God, speak the word about the situation. You're going to find out you're going to be winning a whole lot more than you were before. You're going to find something out that, bless God, that God is on our side. But you see, again, you have got to speak it. Can I say that again? Of course I can. You have got to learn to speak the word. Not, oh golly, oh gee. Oh, Jesus, save me. Oh, Jesus, help me. I need this and I need that. No, you're going to have to, in order to speak the word, guess what? You're going to have to learn the word, aren't you? You're going to have to learn the word. You know, the simplest way that I've ever taught this, and, and it is very simple, is you whatever is going on in your life today, I, no matter what it is, there is scripture to cover that, all right? Take your concordance and bless God. Look it up in your concordance. Write those scriptures down, and you know, I'm always talking about those sticky notes. And bless God, put them on the dash of your car, put them on the refrigerator, put them on the mirror in your bathroom, put them on, bless God, wherever you can find to put them. And bless God, you quote the Word of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You, 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 you come at this thing in the right way, and it's going to work a whole lot better for you. 
You quote the word. Okay, for instance, you, you've got something going on in your life, and you, you're going to remind the Lord. And he says, remind me. He likes to be reminded of his word and what it says. And you're going to say, Lord, your word says that there's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. And this thing that's come at me, and name whatever that is, it came against me, and, and bless God, it's trying to prosper. And I come against it because your word says that if, in fact, now listen to me, if you are keeping his holy covenant, if you're walking in that, all right, and if you're keeping the testimony of his holy son, then that puts you in line, bless God, to be able to say that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. That puts you in line to do that, okay? God is listening, and God can answer your prayer like that. And now, if you're not, you, those, those words are going to be in vain to you. But if you learn again, you've got to speak, you've got to speak, you've got to speak. Words are the most powerful things on the face of this earth. Words created this world, as I talked about just a few minutes ago, in the way when the Lord God said, let there be, and there was light. And words are powerful. You can speak. Bless God, God has given me the, uh, by the anointing that he put into my ministry, into my life. He's, he's now told me that speak what you will, and I will watch over to see to it that it's accomplished. Speak. So words are powerful. And, and again, when you start speaking doubt and unbelief, now listen, those words are just as powerful as the words that you're speaking, such as no weapon formed against me is 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 uh, is going to is going to prosper. Okay. Now let me let me give you a for instance. All right, you you're let's again let's say somehow somehow you've contracted cancer. All right. Now you got one or two choices here. You can accept that. All right. Or you can use the word of God against that. Now so 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 you go to the Lord and you say, well, Lord. By the stripes of your holy son, Yeshua, he bore upon the tree, was then, is now, and will always be my healing. I accept that. I curse this cancer. I command it to be gone in the name of Yeshua. And that's the end of the matter. All right? That, that, that's, that's, that's speaking the word. Now you have to do the word. What, uh, now, how, how are you feeling? Somebody walks up to you, know you've been to the doctor, knows this thing that's been discovered about cancer. Well, how are you doing? Well, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, well, I'm, you know, you know what you're doing? You just destroyed the prayer. Because again, doubt and unbelief, doubt and unbelief, when you, when you, when you speak, when you speak doubt and unbelief, I got news for you. You're tearing, you're tearing everything up that, bless God, that, uh, that, you know, that you were, that you were trying to do uh, with God. And then you're going to have to do what? Then you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to go back and bless God, you're going to do this thing right. And, and you, now listen, you can learn to do this thing right, and you can. Uh, the scripture, you need to, to, uh, to go back and, and, and to, if you're speaking doubt and unbelief, as Romans, I said I couldn't, I knew it was in Romans, but it's Romans 14, 23. It says, He that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So you see, the minute that you speak anything other than being healed, that's sin. Okay? Any any time that you fear, that's sin, okay? Because that's that's not that, there's no faith in fear, and so uh, you 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 have that. then then you understand this. You don't go back every day and ask God to heal you. See, I can't tell you how many times people oh sometimes you just 
down anyway, they, but they do. You know, they, they just don't understand. And so I, I'm always telling people, you know, the, the, what you do, you, you pray the prayer, you believe. Now, the, the scripture says pray, believe, and receive. Okay, and that's what I teach when I teach faith, that that's what you've got to learn to do is pray, believe that you have it, receive it, and go on. Okay, so so uh, so, so how are you doing there, Mrs. or Mr. or whoever it was that found out that it had cancer? Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, by the stripes of the Lord bore is my healing. I claim that, I'll walk on it, and I'm doing just grand. Now, so what do you do from that point on about your prayer? Well, then you thank God several times a day, as many times a day as it jumps into your mind. Thank Him, Lord God, I thank you that I'm healed by the stripes that your Holy Son bore upon the tree. I thank you that, oh, I'm so, I'm so much better. Well, it's like I said, when, when you get into this and you, and you learn, and I've got all this stuff on CDs, that bless God that you can learn to understand that the Satan doesn't read minds. The devil, the demons don't read minds. All they can understand is what you're saying and what's your actions, okay? And once you begin to say you're healed, and maybe maybe you were told you had terminal cancer, okay? Uh, well, well, bless God, they, they go, they, I'm telling you, it drives them up a wall. You're gonna, you know, you can just, uh, well, 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 wait a minute, they got terminal cancer. How can they be well? How they? I know they quoted the word, but they don't believe that. And then you know something? Then they're going to get the opportunity, through permission from the Lord God, to test your faith. And they're, they're going, well, let, let, you know, Lord, let me, let me go down there and, and give them a big, good old punch in wherever that cancer is. Let's see what they say then about that. Now, folks, I'm telling you the way this thing works, and this is the way that it works. You, you are, you are what you think you are, number one, okay? Number two, you're going to be what you say that you are. You're going to be that. And, you, and, and again, if you live, you die, you belong to him. You're going to heaven, what difference does it make? You're just going to get there a little earlier than maybe you wanted to go, or perhaps it was your time anyway. Well, no, I just don't believe that. It doesn't matter to me what you believe. The fact of the matter is, you've got to get this thing right. You've got to get it right. And in order to get it right, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to learn the Word, aren't you? Same goes back to the same thing. Of course, I'm always going back to the same thing. I love to go back to the same thing. <laughs> Some of you think that's all I do is go back to the same thing. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Lord God loves you and so do I. But I want you to get into this thing. I want you, I want you to become that overcomer that you were made for the Lord Yeshua himself. I want you to become that. The only way you can become at this thing, and, and folks, you've got to admit, this thing's going to take work. This, this is, you know, one quick prayer and pour a little oil on your head, lay hands on you, and bingo, all of a sudden, there you are, all full of God's power and glory and word. Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to work at this thing every day, not just every once in a while, and especially those 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 Christian people that bless God that they don't they don't ever you know until there's a crisis boy when there's a crisis boy they're oh Lord oh Lord I need help do this and do that well here again your story is put the money in the bank you you use your faith you use the study of God's word and the speaking of that word and bless God when it comes time that you need to draw a little money out of that bank account okay and I use that as unto 
the things you need spiritually, supernaturally, it'll be there to draw from. Most of you don't have anything in your spiritual bank accounts. There's nothing there. All right? And when time of trouble comes, bless God, you're out here running around like a chicken with his head cut off, not knowing where you're going, how you're going to get there, and, and pretty well at that time don't even care. Isaiah 66, 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me, and where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor, and of contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. You see what he's looking for? He's looking at people that, that, that are that is poor of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. He that killed an ox is as if he slew a man. He that sacrificed a lamb is though he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offers swine's blood. He that burneth incense as if he blessed, uh, blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways and their own delight in their abominations. I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I delight not. So, again, he says, I'm going to bring their fears upon them. I'm going to bring those things that they fear upon them. Now, 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 let's stop for a minute. If you don't have any fears, there would be nothing to be brought upon you anyway, would there? No. And that, and that, that is the point, okay? You, you know, when, when you really stop and think about this thing, God has made all these provisions for us. It's just a shame that somehow they weren't taught to us. It, it, it's a, it's a, a terrible, terrible shame that it just wasn't taught to us, but it is being taught now. Romans 3, the 18th verse says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. There's no fear of God before their eyes. And that's what goes wrong. If they don't fear God, you're in trouble because, because it is He that's your deliverer. It's He that's your Savior, so forth and so on. It's He that is. It's not you. It's not your church. God bless God. It is the Lord God. Okay? Romans 5, 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigneth by one, much more which they receive of the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, uh, Jesus Christ. Abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. That is given to us. Our righteousness uh, is in Him, the Lord. Uh, bless God. But you, you still have to do what? You still have to learn to walk in righteousness and holiness. You have to walk, learn to... I, you know, I, I can remember uh, when I first started ministering, how upset some of the pastors was. Because uh, even back in those early days, I really didn't realize what I was doing, but I would preach against sin very, very hard, and I would preach telling people that they must live a holy and a righteous life. And old pastors would come up to me when I get done, and they'd, oh, they'd, they'd, they'd just be, uh, they'd just absolutely be upset. Well, now, you know, you don't, you don't need to be just saying that. I was a righteous in Christ. I said, yeah, but the Lord said to be your holiest. He's holy. He said to be holy as he is holy. And and you know the whole thing of it was again 
number one, they didn't know how to teach holiness, righteousness. But what they did was, bless God, they condemned anybody else that would come along to bless God that would try to present. Now, Romans 8, 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Okay. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out a father. So you haven't received the bondage, uh, spirit of bondage again to fear. You, you, you feared before you met him, the Lord. Okay. But now, bless God, uh, you've received the spirit of adoption. You, you've been adopted by God. You've been adopted into his family. Bless God, that is something to boast about, too. Amen? Amen. Romans 8, 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That's a question. Okay, Paul's asking a question here. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is, if it's God that justifieth, who is he that condemneth. It is, it is Christ that died, yet, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes an intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Now, now, now this is quite a statement that, that he's making here. He's asked the question, who, who, who shall separate us from this love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Now, no, none of these things can separate you from the love of God. None of those, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, pretty well covers it all then. It is written, as it is written, the next to the 36th verse, it says, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're more than conquerors through it. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he, so he was making the statement here of, of getting us, no matter what comes. See, as I keep saying whether we live or we die, we belong We belong to him. He is ours, okay? And we're his. And that's just, that's just the way, that's just the way it is, you know? And, that, and a lot of people can't seem to grasp a hold uh, of that, that, bless God, that you are a created being. You are created. The real you is a spirit locked up into a clayton or earthen vessel, a flesh and blood, until the time appointed to you, all right, appointed to you, that you die, give up the ghost, and return back over into the supernatural world as an, one of the angelic force. That's that's exactly what this is all about. And we're knocking around down here, flesh and blood, and not knowing for the most part where we're going. Well, the only way that we can go is the way in which God directs us. And you see, again, that, that was the reason that he brought forth his holy covenant, that he brought it forth so that we could get ourselves into a place of understanding if we do this, he'll do that. If we don't do that which he says to do, then he's not going to do this which we expect him to do. And the sorry thing is that the church was told that we got all, we got all the things of the holy covenant, all the things of the law, and now that we're Christians. Don't have to do anything about it. We just, it's ours, okay? Let's go to 2 Timothy, 
1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Boy, you, you, want, you want to talk about some powerful words. Now, what, what do you suppose Paul was telling us in the second letter that he wrote Timothy? Because there was a problem there. There's a problem today with this. And he just like said, he said, look, Timothy, God's not given us the spirit of fear. He said, now, that, that's what the world has. You listen closely. That's what the world has is a spirit of fear. But he says for us, we have power, we have love, we have sound minds. That's what we have. Boy, what a difference. What a huge difference that makes. And, and bless God, when you start realizing <laughs> that the Lord God, the Lord God has made provision here, folks. The provision has been made. He, he didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of sound mind. Boy, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. I, I, don't, care, I don't care how you cut it. You, you just can't, you, you can't beat that. You have to realize that this thing with God is, it, it is sacred, okay? It is sacred because the Lord God has got himself into position and, and it will stay in the position to bring forth his children with power and his glory. Now, the, devil, the, the devil's fears are always a falsehood, and you always want to remember that. He says suggestions are always lies, and if lies, they, they can't harm you. And they can't. If fear comes from Satan, then we can conclude that there is nothing to fear. Because God has given us provision, alright? Fear is dangerous, as I said. It turns into fact that things we do fear. It creates evil, just that faith creates good. It creates it. And you and, you, and there again, the remedy for fear is what? It's faith and love. It's just, it's just that simple. Love is made perfect. Because we dwell in Him, who is love. That's a, and that, that. How simple? How simple could you could you want things other than that? And you know what? And I, that's one of the <laughs> millions of things, I guess it is that that we love so much about the Lord God is the fact that it, you know He didn't make this complicated. He didn't. He set this thing in right array of the place where it could be done. 1 John 4, 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may be, have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now, the, one of the great keys to this thing is the fact that he's saying here that there's no fear, but perfect love casts out fear. And now, notice how it says perfect love casteth out fear. Now, the last time we got together in Fairfield, I, uh, I did a, a thing about, uh, about love. I did a thing talking about, actually, it was talking about people that can't seem to quit judging and persecuting one another, quit killing each other with our words that we speak that are out from under God's holy word. Now, the fact of it is, you have to first love to be able to love. 
you you know you have to you have to if you love then it says then it says again he and now listen there is no fear in love the perfect love casteth out fear perfect love perfect love perfect love the kind of love that won't let you judge your brothers and sisters the kind of the kind of love that will that will see to it that if they need a coat you give them a coat they need water or food you do those things that that's perfect love so in order for us to get to the place where that that perfect love bless god uh, casts out fear uh we're going to have to do some more probably absolutely we're going to have to but there again we have time uh, you know i talked about the prophesying the smooth things and it seems like that the church is dead after that today, as I said, I don't think that I don't think that that's any uh, any great deep uh, secrets of any kind, because the church is uh, the church is definitely, uh, you know, they want to hear good things. I, I've seen that ever since I started ministering. It's like I said, uh, pastors would get so upset if you preached against sin. Well, they didn't want their people upset. Well, again, that's the. That's how the people going to understand not to sin unless somebody's telling them don't sin. Somebody's pointing out what sin is. And a lot of people don't even know what sin is. They really don't. They just, they know the word, well, of course. Oh, yeah, but what really is sin? Well, we're seeing here, you know, doubt and unbelief is sin. Fear. You're going to fear. That's sin. Because you're not believing God's word. Well, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. But I, I know one thing. God's got this plan. And within this plan, he's got it all worked out. And he does have it worked out. This generation, right here and now, upon whom we are, bless God, I'm going to tell you something. We'll go down in the, in the annals of, of the scriptures, I'm certain, as being probably one of the most educated generations that's walked the face of this earth. Because God is opening up revelation knowledge like never before. Knowledge that blessed God that is letting people return unto the Lord God, repent, get this thing right, walk right upright before Him, and bless God know without a shadow of turning that He's God, we are His creation, He made a set of rules, we learn the rules, and voila they say. The rest of this thing is absolutely a piece of cake. Uh, well, not that there's not going to be problems, because there are, but I'm just saying, compared to where you've been, where you, some of you are even living today, it's going to look like a piece of cake, because you're going to find out you are in control. You're not being controlled. You are in control. You're in control of the destiny of your life, your family, and you can learn to be more than conquerors again. He made us that, but you're going to have to learn to walk in. You're going to have to learn to be that, okay? And sometimes, bless God, sometimes that gets to be. It's easier said than done. You know that old, how many times I heard that growing up when I was a kid. Well, it's easier said than done, and uh, and it's true. But you see, again, uh, you you be a worker, you be a laborer in the in the scriptures. You'll find something out that, that that's going to, it's going to pay the it's going to pay the dividends that, that you won't pay. I'll guarantee you that. 
without a shadow of turning, okay? Well, I want to uh, I want to uh, pray before we get off the air today. I also want to remind everybody that, uh, let's get to God again, if you're listening, and you just uh, started listening, and you want to uh, start a fellowship, we uh, we have uh, Todd Bernick will be uh, in touch with you, and he'll be telling you and sending you material, whatever he, he does with all this, and uh, get you set up where you can be a fellowship leader. That's not that tough of a thing, and it certainly is not something that, uh, that anyone cannot do, because you can. And uh, we'd be glad to welcome you aboard and uh, begin to build and to draw in people and teach them the things of the lost tribes of Israel, the things that will strengthen them, and bless God with us, we've talked about here on the blog radio, to, to give them where they can walk in the power and then on to God's holy word through his holy son, Yeshua. But uh, again, we thank God for each of these. Again, if you've not signed up yet for the quarterly, please do so. We'd like to get everybody, I think uh, Donna has asked to get everybody signed up for the 1st of April or before then. If you know you're coming, just uh, you know, just uh, uh, send us an email, call on the phone, and get registered so we'll know exactly uh, what kind of food we're going to need to feed uh, whatever amount of people we're going to have that, that weekend. And by the way, you know, that's that's a, a tremendous weekend. I, I've been accused many times of charging people to come to service. I have never charged anybody anything in the way of money or anything else to come for one of my services. I'm going to tell you right now, this $20 bill that we're asking for registration fee uh, will feed you Friday night three meals, three meals on Saturday and two meals on Sunday. Now, for $20, you can't beat that. Believe you me, it's good food, it's great food. So that $20 is, is helping to pay for the food. That's all that that's doing, okay? Well, Father, right now, place your hand wherever it is on your body you need to be healed. And, and Lord God, right now, in the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, I command right now that every person that's listening that needs to be healed, that needs healing in their bodies, I curse the condition in their bodies, and, and I, I, I command that these bodies receive, by the stripes that he bore upon the tree, their healing, their miracle, right now, in Yeshua's name. And, and Satan, I curse you from this. And what I curse on this earth will be cursed in heaven itself, and I command right now, right now, in the name of Yeshua, right now, be healed, bodies. Be healed. Be healed right now in the name, in the name of Yeshua. I want to pray for uh, somebody right now. You're being right now. You're being healed of. You've been having. I don't know if those are migraine headaches, but they're headaches. Okay, you have them. Now you're right now. That's leaving. Just take a deep breath. Amen. Hallelujah. And let that let that be gone right now in Yeshua's precious name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Now, this is, may sound a bit unusual, but uh, one of you that are listening, God right now is healing you, and, and it's a, 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 a urinary infection, okay? You're being, you're being healed right now, right now, and you, you, you will know in just, just you know, a matter of an hour here, maybe even less, that that, that healing is sure in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed, blessed, blessed is your holy name. Thank you, Father, for who you are and what you do. Hallelujah. Now, 
Let me pray for those of you that need to be delivered. Now, when I speak, as I get finished, you just thank the Lord for whatever it is that you know you need to be delivered from. Father, right now in the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, I cast these stinking uh, demons and these devils out of these people that need to be delivered. These people that bless God, that, that, that have all kind of, of, of sin that's coming through these things, that they can't seem to help themselves about, come out in the name of Yeshua and set them free right now, right now, in the precious, precious, precious name of Yeshua. And who the Lord sets free is free indeed. You walk, you walk, you walk into that. And as I'm always saying, I want to say again, because deliverance can be a very dangerous thing. You have to understand that that has gone, and you also have to understand that it's going to come back. Scripture says it will leave, go out into a dry place. Nobody knows where that's at, but in time, it's going to bring seven spirits worse than itself and come back and try to enter in. All you have to do, now listen to how simple this is. All you have to do when you that temptation comes to you, alright, whatever that is, whatever that is, whether it's a lie, whether it's a sexual thing or whatever, all you gotta say, whoa, no, 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 I'm sorry. You're on the outside trying to get back in, and I'm not going to let you in. I rebuke you. Be gone in the name of Yeshua. Now, you may have to do that a few times, but uh, believe you me, after after a while, that, that, that thing's going to quit coming back. And that will be the end of it. But you have to, you have to do that, okay? And, and please, don't, don't neglect these things, folks, because uh, you, don't, you don't need to be, you don't need to be uh, that, that much worse off than you were. Okay, and I've watched that work, and I can tell you for sure that it does it does work that way. So be sure when it comes back, just tell it. Say no, I, I rebuke you right now. Go away. You're you're not on the inside of me. You're on the outside, and that's where you're staying. In Yeshua's name. It is that easy. It is that simple. But you have to do it. Okay, you have to do that. So be sure that bless God that you keep that in mind. Now, don't forget. Keep sending us your, your prayer requests. And Don and I pray for them every day. And uh, bless God, we'll keep lifting up those things and family members and whatever it is that you have need of. We'll get that done. And also, uh, remember that, bless God, that uh, if you want an anointed hanky, we'll be glad to send you one free of charge. Okay? We don't ask a donation. We'll just put it in, a, in an envelope and we'll mail it to you. But one handkerchief per person. All right, I don't don't write and say, well, I want one for me and Aunt, Aunt Mary, and don't forget about Uncle John. And no, don't no, you just order a hanky, okay? Because I uh, we've we've been in some real messes over these handkerchiefs through the years. I mean, dear God in heaven, I love y'all, but you just you know you just try to take advantage of a good thing, and and, and somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to be bold enough to stand up and say enough's enough, and that, of course, I, I just happen to have that kind of boldness, and I just happen to be that I will use that kind of boldness uh, when that time comes. But uh, let me let me again say that uh, you you are doing better than you think you're doing if you're into this thing. Just stay at it. Keep your shoulder against that everlasting gospel plow and keep pushing. You're doing you're doing better than you think you're doing, and and it's going to get better yet. Okay, I'm going to turn it back to the host. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois.
Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprofit.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprofit.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprofit.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.